Okay, good evening everyone. We are on 19b, Yud Test Summit Base at the bottom. And uh, we learned that the young Kohanim were, uh, their job was to keep the Kohen Gadol up until the morning. And uh, the purpose was that he should not have a seminal emission, should not go to sleep. And uh, they just were careful not to let him go to sleep. So Tani, it's about eight lines from the bottom. Lohe missed Askenoso. When they tried to keep him up, they weren't using musical instruments, Lobanevo, Lobakina, or cymbals, Eldapad. They were using their mouths. What would they say to him? So one thing they said to him was, Im Hashem lo yivna shav It was like a, a tune that they would say, or or um, that if Hashem, if you don't do it for the right reasons, then you have to build the, uh, do the service of Hashem Lishma. There, and, uh, we earlier said that there were other things that they did, tactics that they used to keep the coin guttle up as well. Now, it mentions that Makiri Yushalayim, special people in Yushalayim, Lo Hav Yushenim called, they, they stayed up the whole night and they made noise, Kadesh Yishma Koin Kolavara, that the coin guttle would hear the noise in Yushalayim, Lo Tehishina Kadfo, and he wouldn't fall asleep. He'd fall asleep if it's quiet and still. And people stayed up Yushalayim Yom Kippur night in order to help be involved in keeping the coin Gadol up. Tani Abishol Omar, Abishol taught Afbegvul and Hayo Osenkein, Zechel and Even Jews that went into exile wanted to remember what it was like Yom Kippur night, staying up to help keep the coin Gadol awake for the Avoda. And they also would stay up late and make noise. But it ended up being a bad thing because uh, there were men and women who would stay up, and when um, men and women stay up and they're not doing much, uh, the, apparently the, uh, there's the idea that on holy days, on all days, the Yetzirah is waiting to get people to do something wrong. So even though they uh, had an idea to do something to remember the Beis Hamikdash, but because uh, they were up uh, late at night, uh, men and women, it caused sin. Uh, and the more gives an example. It refers to an incident that happened in the city of Nardoi. They asked Eliyahu Navi. Eliyahu is the one who's going to announce the coming of Mashiach. They said, Why aren't you coming? Uh, it's Yom Kippur, and all our sins are forgiven. When, uh, when sins are forgiven, then we're ready for Mashiach. He said, he said, Today is Yom Kippur. And many people have sinned and had relations with women in Nardoi. So, uh, with virgins, literally. But the idea is that um, uh, uh, the uh, you, person is forgiven for sins that they confess and that they um, uh, did earlier and in front of Hashem. But if you're sinning on Yom Kippur, then you're not forgiven for those. And so uh, there's no never a shortage of Averis that people have and they should be uh, careful with, especially uh, with these areas of immoral behavior. That's always a challenge. So they asked Elio, what does Hashem have to say about this? Hashem made a person have a Yetzahara that's always waiting to get him to stumble. Even on Yom Kippur. Uh, the Sutton Mai, what does the Sutton say? We're on the top of, of today's page, Chaf Amar Aleph. Omar, um, 
The Satan on Yom Kippur can't accuse. One day of the year we get a break, and that is on Yom Kippur, the Satan, or the, the, uh, the um, usually when we approach Hashem, our uh, sins come with us, the sins that we've done. And the Satan says, uh, when the person comes in front of Hashem, that uh, you see the the sins that this person carries. Look who they are, and and it makes it harder to make our request to Hashem on Yom Kippur. Anybody can approach Hashem, no matter what they've done, and so the Satan has no permission to get in the way. Amram Barakama, he said, "Has Satan begematria? The name Satan is Tlas Mei Vishitim Barba three hundred sixty four. Why? Because 364 days of the year he gets in the way. The Yom Kippur, Yom Yom Kippur, he has no permission to get in the way between us and Hashem. Let's see the Mishnah. Every day they would remove the ash from the altar at uh, when the chicken uh, crowed, first thing in the morning. Oh, either right, right before, being the fun of, uh, right after, Right around daybreak, that was the first thing to remove the ashes from the, the offerings that burned overnight. On Yom Kippur, they had to start early, Mechatzos. They did it from midnight. Uber Agolim, and on the holidays, they started even earlier removing the ash. We're going to see that uh, the idea was the Kohen Gadol had a lot of work to do, and um, uh, they did it earlier, so first of all, it wouldn't tire him out. He'd have a chance to rest in between. And uh, second of all, this way that wouldn't delay the service. Because first thing in the morning, Yom Kippur, the, the uh, courtyard was full of, of people trying to bring offerings. Yom Kippur is a great day to bring offerings and get close to Hashem. And so therefore, they needed to start earlier in removing the ash. What about uh, parts of offerings that fell off? You make a fire, there are always pieces that will fall to the side. So pieces of offerings that fell off the altar, kodem chatzos, before midnight, you're obligated to put them back. Umolin behan, and they're still holy, and if you benefit from them, you'll be guilty of stealing from Hashem. La'acha chatzos, those pieces that fall off after midnight, lo yak, so you don't have to put back, bein molin behan. And uh, it's not, you're not guilty of taking from Hashem. Basically, midnight is done. Manahani, we already know this from Amar Rav Kasavechad Amar Kololayla. One Pasuk says, all night, Vehiktir, you burn all night. The Kasavechad Amar Kololayla, another Pasuk says, you clean off the altar all night. Haketzad, what do you do? It's a contradiction. The answer is Kokhu, you divide it. Chetzi, the night is half for burning, burning, finishing off the day's offering. Chetzi of Laharama, and half for removing the ashes. Mesi Rev Kahana is a question. Well, what about our Mishnah? The Koyom Tamrisim Bidei Kriyas Tagever. Every day you clear off the Mizbeach at daybreak when the rooster crows. Oh, Samaklo Bein Lufana Bein Lachor, two lines from the bottom, before or after. And on Yom Kippur, you do it from midnight. But then we said on the Regolim, you can even clean the Mizbeach from the ashes, Mashmur Rishona, from even earlier, as we turn the page. Uh, 20b. Viso Kadaitim Echatzos Tiraisa. If Torah, you're supposed to burn until midnight on the holidays, how could they start cleaning the ashes even earlier? He says the logic is the following. The Pusik says you have the whole night. I know when you say the whole night, that means until the morning. 
What does it teach you until the morning? Tain boker leboker shalayla. It's telling you that you can um, start your morning early. Sometimes people, especially over here, when there's a lot of traffic on rush hour, they start their day earlier. The Torah is telling you that you can start your day earlier in the base of Mikdosh. Hilcha, Bekol Yom, every day, every day you start your day with the rooster crow. Right before, right after, that's enough. On Yom Kippur, the coin God will get tired, he'll be weak. So therefore, we start earlier, Avdinim Achatzos. Uber Golim, and on the holidays, the Nefishi Yisrael, you got a lot of Jews there, the Nefishi Karbanos, with a lot of offerings, Avdinim Mashmar Rishona. You start your day earlier from the middle of the night. Kedektani Taima, like it says, Lo Haisa Kriya Tagever Magas, as soon as the rooster crowed, if they'd wait until the morning, Achiazor Molim Yisrael is full of Jews. Okay. So now the Gemara wants to know, I've been translating the rooster crows, but what does the term mean? My kriya sagever. So there's actually two different explanations. Rab Omar Kra Gavra. That's the name of a person that made the noise. A person with a loud voice, he was the waker-upper. Rabbi Sheila, he says, Kara Tarnagal. No, that's the rooster. So now we're seeing there's a real debate about was there a rooster crow or was there an announcer that went around with a loud voice waking people up? So Rabbi Kalasa de Ribshila. Rav once came to the area of Ribshila. Lo Havia Morla make him a lad Rebishila. Basically, there was a person with a loud voice who would translate for the elderly teachers. And the elderly teachers would teach the class, and then the translator was somebody with a big booming voice would get up and would uh, translate uh, for people to understand. So it happened to be when Rav came to Rav Shila's place, they were looking for a volunteer, a learned person to get up and translate, and they didn't have one. So Rav, who actually was an equal of Rav Shila, usually you'd have a student be the translator. He got up and he became the translator. Uh, come Rav aloud, the come afarish. So, and when Rav translated, what does it mean, Kriyas Gever? Kora Gavra. He said it was a person. Now Rav Shila, when he heard that, he said, you translated that wrong. You should say the rooster. He said, it's kind of a funny expression. Uh, sometimes a, a fancy musician will play uh, for um, other, um, other uh, people, wealthy people, and they will be impressed. The nobles, they'll say, great job. But then he'll play for poor people and they won't be impressed because they don't know how to appreciate good music. So he says the following, When I, I, I was the uh, translator in front of the great Rav who everybody acknowledged was the, the leading rabbi, and I explained, what does Kriya Segever mean? It's a person. And this great Rav well, he didn't correct me. He said that was fine. And you, who aren't as great as Rav Chiyah, and you're saying to me, I have to change my translation, Amy Koratarnagal. You're saying, I have to say it's the rooster. I think this explanation is, is the correct one. So when he said this, all of a sudden he realized his translator was actually a great rabbi himself. <laughs> he said, is that you, Rav? He said, Nina Kmar, have a seat. I would never... Uh, have you go to the trouble to be my translator? You're my teacher. I'm not your. Uh, you're not my disciple. 
So Rav said that they have a saying that once you volunteer for a job, you finish it. If you hire yourself out, you got to comb the wool. That's the expression. If, so basically, I agreed to do this, so let me finish. Some people say, Well, once you start off the class with a very high-quality translator, you, you can't finish with somebody less qualified. You always do better. You never go down. And since he was the greatest scholar who was there, he said, you're stuck with me. Uh, so the bottom line was, there's this huge debate about understanding this term. Does it mean a person, a gever, who calls out in the morning? Or does it mean when the rooster crows? So the proof's both ways. Tanya Kavastid Rav, their proof's like Rav. Tanya Kavastid Rav Shila, we're in the middle of the page, a little lower. Tanya Kavastid Rav, there's a proof like Rav, because it mentions the name of a person in the Beis Hamikdash. It says, Gavini Cruz, the famous person, Gavini, who made the announcements, would say every day, um, do Kohan Lavos, Kohanim, stand up and get wake up to do the service of the Hashem, Leviim, and Leviim, you should wake up to get your music ready, Leduchanam. The Yisrael and Yisraelim who work in the, who were doing the service of the Beis it's time for them to wake up. They even have this custom in Yushalayim that at certain parts where they have people who uh, wake people up uh, for the services or for slichos. Um, and so this, this was a person. Uh, and he mentions, Vayakola Nishma, and he had a very loud voice. Yeah, obviously, in those days, if you, if you were a, somebody who had this job, you had to be somebody who people could hear. And you could hear him three parses away. And uh, there was a story where Agrippus Hamelech was traveling, and he was far away, and he heard... He could hear the early in the morning, he could hear the sound, Gimel parses away, and when he came home, she, he gave him a tip because he was impressed that the crier, the, the one who was in charge of waking people up, was really so effective that you could hear him miles away. And even though there's this concept that the town crier, uh, the person who woke people up, here he, here, he made the announcements, woke people, uh, he, he, um, the Klein Godel was known to have an even louder voice. We're going to see this was one of the miracles. Meshubah uh, Even It would even travel further than the person with the loud voice who would wake people up. To Omar Mark, for Omar Anu Hashem, when he would confess, everybody would confess with him, the Nishma Kolobi Riko, you could hear him as far away as Jericho. And you might say, how far is that? Omar Riko, Yud, Parsa, 10 Parsas. So the town crier, you could hear him three Parsas away, which was pretty far. Um, it's like a 72-minute walk away. But uh, you can hear the Kohen Gadol all the way to Jericho. And this is Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur, it's very hard. Trust me, I give a class Yom Kippur afternoon. It's hard to have your voice carry on Yom Kippur. Uh, if you're a Kohen Gadol and you're up all night and you're working, to imagine to have a strong voice. That's amazing. And during the day... It's much harder, the Kohen Gadol, to have your sound carry during the day. And the town crier was at night. Why is it that during the day, sound doesn't carry the same way as it does during at night? So this is a, a goddess of Gemara. Not so clear what it means, but he says that there's like a certain amount of sun noise. Um, 
Somebody today was telling me that the sun has explosions, and so there's more noise pollution when during the daylight hours. Uh, it's like a carpenter. There's a certain amount of other noises around during the day, so sound doesn't carry that around. And uh, whatever it is, the particles we can't see, the sound just doesn't carry during the day. And Nebuchadnezzar hinted this. He said, that there, there's this daylight particles that prevent the noise from being heard. If it wouldn't be for all the noise pollution of the sun during the daylight, you'd actually hear the Roman army. The Roman army was very loud. Uh, and if it wouldn't be for the noise of the Roman army, you would hear the sun. Those are the, big, the two big noises during the day of the, the Roman troops and, the, and of the natural noises from the sun. Tanrabana, the Gemara mentions an interesting concept. Um, it needs some work, but there's an idea. It doesn't mean that they're loud. There are certain things that have a voice, and they go, Miss Sofa, Olamat Sofa. They go from one world to another. There are certain voices that connect different things, and they are number one, Gilgachama, the sound of the sun, the Kolamonu Shoromi, and the sound of the Roman troops, the Kol Nishma Bishashi Yotzi Minaguf. And when a person passes away, their final breath. The Yeshomrim and some people say the sound of birth. I don't know if the birth pangs, the crying, or the birth. The Yeshomrim, some people say Afredaya. There's uh, waves, sound waves called Redaya. It's interesting. It sounds like radio. You could read it radio. Uh, but uh, Rashi says there's an angel called Redaya that's in charge of the, uh, the moisture and the, and the waves that go through sound. Again, it's fascinating that it's similar to radio. Uh, but we're on the top of tomorrow's page, Kof Aleph, and uh, wish everybody a great week.